There is less than a month to go until springtime, and despite the recent snow and the future ice, the signs are all there that the year is moving right along. One of these signs is that the calendar reads February 16th, and 2021 is now more than a tenth of the way to the end. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, and this is another installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Report. On today's show, Charlottesville's Planning Commission was briefed last week on the affordable housing plan that is under development. There will be one new member of the Albemarle County Supervisors next January, and the Places 29 Hydraulic Community Advisory Committee gets an update on the Climate Action Plan. Today's Patreon-fueled shout-out is for the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Campaign, an initiative that wants you to grow native plants in yards, farms, public spaces, and gardens in the Northern Piedmont. Native plants provide habitat, food sources for wildlife, ecosystem resiliency in the face of climate change, and clean water. Start at the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Facebook page and tell them that Lonnie Murray sent you. There will be at least one new person on the Albemarle Board of Supervisors when they convene for the first time in 2022. Supervisor Liz Palmer told members of the Albemarle County Democratic Party on Friday that she will step down as the Samuel Miller District Supervisor when her second term ends in December. Palmer was elected in 2013 when she defeated Republican Dwayne Snow and then defeated Republican John Lowry in 2017. No candidates have yet filed paperwork to run in the district, which covers southwest Albemarle County. Both the Jack Jewett District and Rio District are also up for election this year. Neither Diantha McKeel or Ned Galloway have announced their intentions. McKeel is in the final year of her second term, and Galloway is finishing up his first. This afternoon, Charlottesville City Council will get an update on the creation of an affordable housing plan that is at the heart of the ongoing Comprehensive Plan Review. Last week, the Planning Commission was presented with a revised plan from officials with Roadside and Harwell and subcontractor HR&A Advisors. Sarah Kirk is with HR&A. We had the, the draft plan that was available for public input. We conducted a lot of engagement around that. Kirk said many changes were made to the language of the plan to make sure the words line up with its intent of bridging the sizable affordable housing gap while also addressing historical patterns of segregation that persist throughout the city. There were some places where the intent of the language that was being used or the intent of the recommendations weren't really clear. And so what we've really done is we've clarified language to make sure that we're both being explicit about what the recommendation is and how it will be uh, how it will be implemented by the city. They've also added more information about tools to expand home ownership in the city. In addition, we've added some additional detail about um, how the plan can serve vulnerable populations as well as address energy costs as part of housing affordability. The consultants also added more details on a recommendation for the city to invest $10 million a year in affordable housing. Really, it's $7 million of direct subsidy. That's the Most of it would be going either through the CAF or other allocations. Um, $2 million of that is tax relief that the city has already uh, allocated. Uh, and you know the city does need to be spending funds on administration of these various housing programs, and so we wanted to capture that here. Kirk said the plan now more clearly acknowledges existing projects that have already been funded by council, including investments in the redevelopment of the city's public housing stock and the redevelopment by Piedmont Housing Alliance of Friendship Court. 
There's also a new section on how all of these ideas would be implemented. You can watch her presentation on the city's BoxCast channel. Council gets the report at 4 p.m. and will discuss the matter further at their meeting on March 1st. The Civil Plans Together initiative will meet with the Planning Commission again on February 23rd with a discussion of a draft future land use map. Hosea Mitchell is chair of the Planning Commission. So this is going to be a pretty critical meeting because, again, this is where things fell apart before. So hoping that you guys can get us over this huge speed bump. Also tonight, council will be asked to give direction on the West Main streetscape, a question that has been posed to them at multiple meetings over the past few months. For more on council's meeting tonight, check out the most recent installment of the Week Ahead newsletter. Just before today's newsletter was about to be produced, the city of Charlottesville sent out a press release announcing that the city's Office of Economic Development has dispersed over $1 million in rent relief between last July and this January. The source of the money was the Charlottesville Affordable Housing Fund. A total of 353 households received funding, with an average of $3,701 per household. Albemarle County is moving forward with the next phase of a climate action plan. The Board of Supervisors adopted the plan last October. Greg Harper of the county's Facilities and Environmental Services Department updated the Places 29 Hydraulic Community Advisory Committee last night. The board did not want us to to develop a paper document and put it on a shelf, as they say. They want a a climate program, and I think um, this was just the beginning of of really what is probably going to be a a long-time, long-term program. Addressing climate change is one of the board's strategic goals, which means programs to implement the plan's objective to hit certain emissions reductions goals are likely to be funded. We are supposed to have um, uh, community emissions reduced by 45%, and then by 2050, um, we should be achieving net zero emissions. That means that um, for all the emissions that the community emits, um, carbon emissions and other greenhouse gases, Um, In 2050, we are supposed to sequester or absorb um, an equal amount of emissions so that the net is zero. That's basically what that means. Harper said the Climate Action Plan is a set of strategies and actions that can be taken across multiple sectors to reduce overall emissions. There are um, 11 goals in these five sector categories. Those broad goals um, are supported by 31 strategies And those strategies are supported by 135 separate actions in the plan. Harper said Albemarle is now moving into phase two, which includes an update of a greenhouse gas emissions inventory. Such work has not been done in over a decade. And it's nearly complete, um, I'll tell you that. So if um, I would be on the lookout in the next couple of months for the 2018 greenhouse gas inventory for Albemarle County. And it's 2018 because we we can't do 2020 because we won't have the data for 2020 for like a couple of years, unfortunately. Harper said the Climate Action Plan is intended to build on other county documents, including the Comprehensive Plan. For the full presentation, there's a link in the newsletter to this specific portion of the Places 29 Hydraulic Meeting on the Albemarle County YouTube page. 
A nonprofit group is celebrating another banner year for land conservation. The Piedmont Environmental Council has announced the placement of 5,287 acres of land in its nine-county region in 2020 under conservation easement. That includes easements held by PEC, as well as the Virginia Outdoors Foundation, local and state governments, and other land trusts. In a statement, the president of the Piedmont Environmental Council, Chris Miller, said that, Every acre of protected land is land that helps prevent water pollution, preserve natural flood controls, promote groundwater recharge, and support local agriculture and carbon sequestration. This year's totals include acquisition by the Albemarle County Easement Authority of 1,150 acres of land near Morven Farm. In all, over 2,000 acres in Albemarle added conservation easements last year. You can download more info from PEC's Flickr page to learn more about what happened in each of the counties. One small disclaimer, PEC is one of the sponsors of Townkire Productions, and I worked for them for a two-year period before launching this business last year to support my return to journalism. They have no editorial input in this or any other newsletter, and I welcome their financial support. Speaking of the Virginia Outdoors Foundation, they have awarded the town of Scottsville an $80,000 preservation grant to help purchase 14.2 acres of wetlands for a future park. The goal is eventually to add walking trails in the area to expand a network in west downtown Scottsville. The VOF awarded the Nelson County Parks and Recreation Department $60,000 to create the first public access boat launch on the Rockfish River. For a full list of localities and organizations that will receive an award, visit the VOF's website. And that's it for another installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. If you have enjoyed this program, please do consider a financial contribution to keep it going. The content, most of it, is going to be free for the foreseeable future, which is forever, as long as I do this. But I do need to make a living, and there are many ways that you can help me do so. That involves subscribing through Substack and sending some money that way, donating something monthly through Patreon to support overall general resources, search advertising there are plenty of opportunities and i'm just looking for the right folks to sponsor more content that is in development i'm sean tubbs your host and i'm doing this in order to hopefully help you the listener understand better how things work from my perspective as a journalist who has been here working since 2004 wait 2002 when did i start i don't remember I mean, I've been working since 1995 off and on, but when did I start in Charlottesville? I don't really remember. Anyway, I'll get to the bottom of when I started working in the near future. But for now, thank you for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow with another installment. Stay safe out there. <laughs>